Hey everybody and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 8. Great. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Date? Mate. Mate. We almost got a date. Rat bait. Mm. That's true. That's, how many times are you guys going to make me roleplay romance in these games? All the time. When it, when it's, Every time. I've never made you do it. I know that's because you're my wife. <laughs> Ew, guys, don't get sexual, please. <laughs> we we Tone it just back. talked He's about still on celibate. We just talked about celibate 2024. Yeah. And, and, and then, Already broken. Yeah. Brooks just lays it on thick. I don't want to hear anything lewd about like wives. <laughs> <laughs> please no wife talk on this podcast. <laughs> please no wife talk. If you guys would please not talk about your marriage status. <laughs> Thank you. It's my resolution not to talk about my marital status. <laughs> boy, my oh, W2 boy. is going to be. Yeah, it's going to be a pr- problem. Got to talk about it once this year, I guess. <laughs> Tax season we'll make allowances for. Okay. Perfect. Do pirates pay taxes? Vesmara. Yeah, you think you think with all the all the gear they have, they'd have to all the gold, all the gear, all the loot. They don't have to like pay to the higher free captains, do they? I don't think that's part of it. I think it's not a pyramid scheme, right? Do they? I think people with Uh-oh. alliances with pirates pay taxes, right? Tribute to them, tribute to them. Alliances and mm-hmm. heavy quotes. Well, right. We'll only steal half your shit. <laughs> yeah, you'd think like. The hats are right off. The peg legs are right off. Mm-hmm. The parrots are right off. They're business expenses. They're business expenses. What would you be most sad, though, to have to sell in order to pay your taxes? Like, what's your favorite uh, pirate accessory? Yeah. Oh. But, like, okay. imagine, because they're all going to be valuable. Like, eventually, right? You're going to collect accessories, and they're all eventually going to be really valuable. The one you're, you least want to part with. <sighs> yeah. What do you not want to part with? Oh, man. Well, I guess given that framework, I would say something like a peg leg because that's a prosthetic limb that you need to walk around. <laughs> that would be my first one. Well, you could, you don't get a cheap one. Yeah. Uh. Still wouldn't want to part with it. Nope. <laughs> Gotta need it. I had to hang on to something. I've got a strong opinion. Hook hand close okay, second. What's your favorite pirate experience? If you don't have a good telescope, you're not a good pirate. Ooh. Like you gotta have you gotta have the optics mm. on that. Yeah, you gotta have the one that like you mm. put up to your eye and you can extend like two or three feet out. I almost bought a spyglass the other day. I, I don't wear I was just that. gonna say that we were at the Ren Fair Yuletide Village yes. and they had a leather pouch, and within the leather pouch was a an extendable glass. gold spyglass. They had several of them, and I was like, Oh my god, this is perfect to put mm. on a belt loop, and then I didn't get one. Ah, good. Because it's not my favorite pirate accessory. <laughs> <laughs> I want a spyglass now, but it's not my favorite. What's your favorite? Come back to me. I'm thinking. I'm, I've got a tie in my head great. that I've got to. It's got to be the. It's got to be the hat. It's got to be mm. the hat. I, I. There's. It's. It's versatile. I mean, or like there are. It's versatile in many different ways because there are so many different types of hats. That I pirate it's a status symbol, right? Could wear, it's, yeah. Mm. It's like the biggest status symbol a pirate has is, is, I mean, maybe second only to the beard. I think you're onto something really great here, Brooks, because there's a 
though they all fall under the category of pirate hat, there is some variety. So like, and, and pirates, I feel like kind of co-opt other types of hat, like tricorn hat looks great on a pirate. Dope. That's a great accessory. Big old admiral hat looks great on a pirate. That's a great accessory. Like you, you're on something there, but respectfully it's eye patch with a bullet. Eye patch is great. That's mine. Eye patch with or without the missing eye. Well, I, yeah, I, I great don't, question. Well, I would well, like to keep both of my eyes. Yeah. I know a lot of pirates wear an eye patch to preserve their like night vision in one eye, and when they go below decks, they'll flip it to the other side, and they can still see and kill people under the deck. Uh, so you don't necessarily need to be missing an eye to have an eye patch, but hey, some people are. So that's fair. That always struck me as like a strange injury, like a strangely pirate-specific injury. It's like how. I get the losing a hand or a leg mm -hmm. mostly to disease, but like losing one eye is a pretty like targeted injury. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. guess so. Cause I was thinking like a shrapnel from like a cannonball exploding, but like if you're not, unless you have the eye patch on already, like both eyes are in the way, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you know. maybe it's just something about, yeah, that shrapnel hitting one. Mm -hmm. These are all wooden ships too. So I feel like, and I'm completely talking out my ass here, but building on what you were saying, Chris, if a big old metal cannonball hits a wooden ship, there's splinters flying everywhere. Yeah, and yeah. one of them could lock oh, itself yeah. in your eye. Yeah. Need to be wearing safety glasses. Mm -hmm. Oh, is that your favorite pirate accessory? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not quite. Uh, but now I'm thinking maybe it should be. High-vis high vest. <laughs> a rope harness. <laughs> yeah, I don't want any OSHA violations. But I think my favorite accessory is a weird trinket on a necklace. Like mm. maybe it's ah. a gold coin or a crystal or a ring. Has some weird backstory to it. But I, I like the little bit of mystery of the oddity. It's an unexpected answer, but it's a really good one. I like mm -hmm. that. Yep. Thank you. I really, Coming I think from I've my decided. wife. <laughs> Calm down, <laughs> Hold on there. How dare you in the year of no wives? <laughs> I think I like the overly ornate looking. Um, they're the cutlass. They're the ones with the, the hand cover, mm -hmm. right? Yep. I know that's a weapon, but it also is such a classic pirate one. The hilt? Um. Yeah, where, where it, like specifically has the ones that like cover the finger, and it's like usually super ornate and decorative, mm. and it like has that specific shape of a cutlass, and it's very, it's it, that is just screams pirate to me, and is also usually essential on in fights, but I just love the or like when they get super crazy ornate. It also seems like that's something you like becomes a treasure in and of itself, but you could have found it as your treasure. See, I'm a little torn because I actually think the most iconic accessory of a pirate is maybe what some would not consider an accessory, but I, I kind of partially glance by it. I think it's like your hairstyle and your beard. Because if you think about pirates, think about the amount of famous pirates that were named after the color of their beard. Or like... <laughs> Or how Blackbeard would terrify people by putting like fuses in his beard and going into battle. That builds a legend. The, the facial hair has built a legend around certain pirates. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that goes a step further, like how do you style your hair on the open sea? Because a lot of people's hair in that condition will like start to get matted and dreaded and whatever. So the act of actually taking care of your hair on the open ocean is difficult, but shows that like you, it's it's like a status thing. And a lot of them like put stuff in there, fuses or otherwise, but ornamentation and that kind of thing, I think. That's a big piece of pirate accessorizing that's mm. kind of overlooked. So the accessory is shampoo and conditioner. The accessory is, yeah, like how well coiffed you are, I guess. Mm. A comb. Yeah, I get that. The quality of the comb. Mm. Or it could just be rats in your bilge. That's the best pirate accessory to have. Oh, they do have a lot no. of hair. Yeah, they do have a lot of hair. How do these rats get here? You can find out if you... Kill them all and then investigate. I love Count eye patches, in. but my second favorite pirate accessory is the hero point I'm bringing with. Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You're accessorizing with hero point. Mm -hmm. Oh, Kaya could take one of the really big teeth and make it into a necklace. Sorry. If, uh, just going on your favorite accessory. This one's yes. from one of the six rats I killed in the villages <laughs> during my daily activity. <laughs> I'm a little worried about that precedent if I just have a necklace full of teeth. <laughs> My trinkets. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right. I do have to give out a hero point. And this week's hero point is going to Atlas because I think that oh. was some, um, some very solid schmoozing to get in with Cog. Very tempted to give it to Brooks for flirting with me for so long. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, Griff. Well, if we're doing, doing a kind of hero point exchange time here, uh, next segment, as uh, as we do here, you know, just on to the next one. Um mm -hmm. I'd like to turn in my hero points, my three hero points for a hero card, please. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Well, first, I, I got to say where this hero point's from. It's from Andrew B. You know what's worse than rolling a crit fail? Using a hero point to roll our second crit fail. Mm -hmm. No That's pressure. Bad times, yeah. <laughs> but uh, keep the deck out because I got three. Oh, we're doing some some Same uh, equivalent here. exchanges. Uh oh, three doing three. I'm looking for yeah. a card. We want those okay. boons, baby. One card closer to Besmara. My favorite pirate accessory is the hero cards they have. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So this one's for Steve. It is the joke, which <laughs> no. is a good hero card. What's that again? You roll twice if you want to. Mm -hmm. Next one is for Brooks. It is the unicorn, also a good hero card. And the final one is for Kaya. It is a neutral hero card, the brass dwarf. That's the D30. Mm -hmm. So you good ones, don't spend them because they're equivalent to hero point. Oh, yeah. I guess now that we've made the hero points take the better, we should maybe change up the, the good one. Let me think on that. Mm. I'll get back to you. <laughs> Not like you were going to spend a hero card anyways if you're saving for the boons. Right, right. If you're saving for the boons, you probably won't spend it. Yeah. But, but enough, a different effect could be. Could maybe be I can entice you to spend your hero card. We'll see. With enough rats, maybe. With enough rats. <laughs> I keep bringing rats in. You're going to have to spend those hero cards. 
That's just that's just good business, folks. I gotta find a way to put rats in the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to. Well, one last time we left our heroes, they had performed uh, some nighttime activities, speaking with a parrot and cog, and flirting and talking with the Stitch Man, and performing and getting a lot of information about where the ship's headed and potentially what Harrigan's plan is. The group rested, and then upon awakening in the morning, were about to be assigned duties when Jack Scrimshaw, the youngest member of the crew, ran up from the bilges with a gash in his arm that was quickly healed by Kaya, but not before they recognized the wound coming from a giant rat and Mr. Scourge sent all of you, the ones that haven't been assigned a job yet, down to the bilges to deal with the situation. So you make your way down the bilges and that's where we find you. Alright, since we know there's danger, Grady's probably going to have his weapon drawn. That makes He's sense. Coming down. He's got a short sword out. Oh yeah. So you guys drop down to the bilges. The water is decently high right now about a foot and a half that will make it difficult terrain to anyone without a swim speed and you do see like movement in the water several dark shapes moving around and you begin to hear some splashing and some squeaks as six count them six giant rats Uh, surround uh. the party ready to take a bite out of them as well. And so I need you all to roll for initiative. Let's go. Oof. I didn't roll great there. Only a 10. 10 total? Yeah. And 19 for Atlas. Okay. Wit is ready. 24 total. 18 for Grady. Kaya trips on the way down with a natural one for a four. Oof. Yuck. Well, we're going to start that encounter off then, and Wit is the first to act. Boy, they have their trident out and ready. They're going to... Normally, they would do a ranged strike. However, one of these rats is directly beside them, so... Would you like to hunt prey? They would hunt prey for the first action and strike out. For the listeners, the bilge is a relatively small space, maybe about 30 feet across and, you know, 20, 25 feet the skinny way. And they came down a ladder and are all kind of surrounding the ladder and these rats are all kind of at the side of the walls. Six rats in total. And uh, ju- just for flavor's sake, um, as we're coming down this ladder, Wit has their trident out and sees one of these rats just below the ladder and they're going to st- just drop down next to it with the trident out in front uh, like stabbing down and a 22 total 
would hit. However, these rats are nearly fully immersed in the water, and so I need you to roll me a flat check because they're concealed to you. Oh. All right. What is that flat check? It is a d20. You need a five or higher. And with a 10. That's a hit. Yes. Oh, awful damage. Uh, minimum. Absolute minimum. Five total. And has their last action going to raise that shield. Okay. It is the irresponsible giant rat's turn. This rat is at the kind of the four side, so towards the front of the ship. It is going to move towards Calypso as its first action and then target Calypso, who is now right next to it. Then make a bite out with its jaws. That is a 17 to hit. That hits. Dealing six points of damage. Holy crap. And I need you to make me a fortitude save against a disease. Oh, okay. So I'm rolling at a plus six here. Natural 20, 26. You are all good. Nice. It's then going to attack at you again. It's a 15. That misses. Okay. Next in the order is the self-centered rat. <laughs> before before anything, I realized that I think I rolled an unarmed strike damage. It's a, It was only a d4 of bludgeoning. Oh, yeah, you did roll unarmed An attack. unarmed attack. What's the difference in die? Should be a d8. D8 versus a d4. Correct. Okay. Roll me another oh, d4. Geez. That is enough to kill that rat. Ooh. Oh. The self-centered giant rat is going to move around the bottom of the mast here to flank Kaya and is then going to attack at Kaya. That is an 18 to hit. That will do it. That'll deal seven points of damage, and I need a fortitude save. Ooh, a 16? That is a success. Ooh. The rat will use its final action to attack you again with a natural one. <gasps> Completely misses. Yes. Next in the order is Atlas. Okay. So Atlas basically in the center of this egg or lemon-shaped bilge, if you're looking top-down, is basically in the center of the party, but also next to two separate rats, one of which just tried to take a bite out of Kaya. So he is going to start casting a spell as a whirling vortex of glass-like reality uh, breaks out over the two rats that are right next to him, and then a separate one breaks out over the rat that is the furthest west. This is the small giant rat, as it is um, as it is named, which is a little bit of an oxymoron. But with my telekinetic rend, I'm going to need all three of them to roll some saves. I'm going to go ahead and cast the spell here. I'm also going to be amping this up with a focus point to do a little extra damage. So we're going to need some fortitude saves from all three of them. Looks like I got three fails. Yeah. Wow. All right. 
So this is a D6 of bludgeoning and a D6 of slashing because I did amp it up. Let's see how I do here. Kinda crappy damage. I mean, actually quite crappy damage. Four total. Well, it's 12 damage because you did it to three of them. Yeah, love me some AOE. But he is not quite done yet with one action remaining. He is right next to the rat that took a swing at Kaya. And I don't have a whole lot of tools in my toolbox right now, but as a sacred Nagandri, I do have a tail slap. So mm. he is going to try and spin around and smack this creature. Forge will call this a fang strike. It is not. <laughs> I neglected to target the creature, but that's a 20, which I believe hits. I know I've got to roll a flat check, though. Yep, 20 hits, flat check. That's a 10. All right. All right. For six points of damage. That is enough to kill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As he smacks the rat with his tail that just got ground up and it falls beneath the waves of the bilge. It is the small giant rat's turn. It will move up to take its friend's place, this time targeting Atlas. Fair. Classic snake feet rat combat. But with a four on the die, we'll miss on the first swing and then try to bite again. And with a natural one, two misses. All right, it's not bad. Next comes a sad giant rat. It is going to attack at Atlas as well. He having damaged it, will miss with a five on the die. Looks like he will miss with a 14. And then move back into the corner of the room. Having just not gotten hit four times consecutively, step aside <laughs> champion, there's a new tank in town it's your 15 AC psychic. It's now Grady's turn. Okay. Grady, short sword drawn it's going to splash around the bilges uh, to try to flank the rat that moved up to attack Atlas and is going to... Can you move that far on difficult terrain? Oh, it's difficult terrain, so 5, 10, 15, 20. No, probably not. Uh, so what I will do instead is... Well, I could I could move up through Atlas's square and then diagonally. That would be 20 feet total to be flanking with Kaya. Mm -hmm. So that's valid. That's what I'll do instead. So he will splash through the bilges to try to flank this rat with Kaya and then attempt to swing his short sword at it. I can't seem to target it for some reason. So here comes a short sword attack. 15 to hit. 15. We'll hit your flank target. Make okay. me a flat check. Here's that flat check. Six. There you go. That's a strike. So Grady, is he's got a chalice in one hand, this sword in the other as he's tracing these like esoteric patterns with his chalice. Dealing seven points of damage splattered awesome Yay. let's see Grady is then going to move up to rats I think he's gonna just drop his short sword and attempt to throw a, sh uh, a, a ship nail at the rat that moved away in the corner okay would you like to s swap well it, it would take an action to swap I've got to like I've got to like draw and takes... throw it as a, as a do you have a quick draw I don't how do you? Shurikens are reload zero, so you don't need. Oh, okay. You spend you. An, the action that you spend striking them is the same when you spend drawing them. So I can't. 
take an action to swap because I won't be able to do both those things. Makes sense. Your sword sinks deep beneath the murky water. Oh no. So a 15 to hit with the, uh, the, the giant nail. That would hit. Give me a flat check. 10 total. That'll hit. There you go. Minimum damage. Four points of damage. Still enough to take out that rat. Yeah! yeah. That's his turn. Two rats down. Calypso is up. Calypso is going to, I mean, I don't think it's necessary, but at the same time, going to go ahead and uh, cast the Lingering Composition and then Inspire Courage combo. Let me just do the performance check. Oh, it's 16 on the die for 23. You're good. Okay. And then everyone should get Inspire Courage. From there, I believe that I will now be casting Phase Bolt at the rat directly in front of me that has tried to take a bite out of me. Oh, yes, the irresponsible giant rat. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Going for a skeleton, very irresponsible. Yeah. Uh, that's only a five for 13. Yep, that'll miss the rat. Yep. That's everything. That's uh, three actions. Next is the Gabby giant rat, who's right next to Kaya, so we'll attempt to bite Kaya. What's a Gavin about? <laughs> you don't speak rat. Ah, oh, damn. We'll never know. <laughs> Quickly, does anybody speak rat? This one has something to say. <laughs> 18 to hit Kaya. Oh, yep, meets beats. Only two points of damage, but I do need a fortitude save. Ooh, Ooh that's a 26. You're good. It's going to attack Kaya again, but with only a 13, we'll miss. Oh, thank goodness. And then is going to scoot to the back corner of the ship. It's now Kaya's turn. I think Wits got the rat by Calypso, so Kaya moves up to the rat that ran away 10 feet and lunges forward with her rapier. All right. That is a 20. That'll hit if you can make concealment. Ooh, a 16. All right, give me some damage. Yes. Ooh, pretty good. That's 10 points of damage. Man. You skewer the giant rat with your blade. Nice. It slides off and plops back into the water. Oh, (laughs) she's going to leave that blood behind and moving quite gracefully through the murky water because she is a swim speed. She can move up to threaten the other rat. Sounds good. Top of round two, it's Wit's turn. And Wit is going to strike out. Oh, well, first hunt the irresponsible rat, giant rat, and then strike out at it. Sounds good. Just in front of Calypso, five feet away. Oh, and with a 22 total. That will certainly hit if you can make concealment. And an eight. Well done. Give me some damage. Oh, much better damage. Holy crap. Jesus. Oh boy, that precision ranger, eh? 16 points. 16 damage fells the foul rat and you are out of combat. 
It gave a massive damage message. <laughs> awesome. I've never, I've never seen that before. Oh, describe that kill! Literally baby. double the hit points. Oh, and, and wit comes from like underneath the water uh, to skewer it from from underneath, and then like uh, uh, I don't. You guys know lifting the lifting move better than I would. Uh, lifts it up above their head and tosses it over the crowd, like 180 degrees over over their head. I it don't just, know. Yeah, splashes in the water and lies still. You guys certainly have some time here to um, heal your wounds. Or did I drop me short sword? <laughs> find your short sword. Fortunately, you haven't moved, so mm -hmm. it's pretty easy to find. Listen, before we do anything, Mr. Scourge was very clear that if anybody got bit, we would get lashings. What he did not specify is whether or not he considered us to have been bit. So, before we get out of these bilges, we need to heal all wounds to fall. Oh, you think he's going to lash you for getting bit yourselves? Dude, this guy <laughs> sucks. I would not yeah, would have passed yeah. it. That's a brilliant idea. Clipso. Why? Why'd you get bit when you were specifically told not to? <laughs> Calypso, I can see some teeth marks on your bone there. Why don't you take a sip of the chalice? I, I'd be thinking you. Uh, and she would uh, definitely take a large gulp or Draining two. Draining it. Um, because I am down six. So technically I would need two gulps. Yep. 20 minutes. Or I guess 10 minutes is all it would take. One gulp, 10 minutes. Oh. During that, I'll refocus. And while you're doing that, is there a nature check that Wit could do on these rats? They don't quite seem normal to be making... To be going crazy like that. Sure. Oh, terrible roll. Three on the die for eight. Yeah, you're not quite sure uh, why they would be so aggressive. It just must be a uh, full moon or something like that. <laughs> These rats acting funny and all. But, Kaya, you were working down here quite recently. I don't remember you bringing up six killer rats in here as well. There must be some reasons they are here, correct? Where did they come from? That is quite odd. There was... There were no animals down here before. Except for the rats that I excellently removed. <laughs> <laughs> we should... I literally removed rats yesterday. They shouldn't be here. Oh, the rats you removed were much smaller. Uh -huh. Was there this much water down here when Kaya was here a couple days ago? Similar amount. Okay. Yeah. I guess kind of where I was going with that is to parlay into if there's another check we could roll or if we can just start rolling perceptions to see if we can figure anything out really sure I'm gonna throw a perception out there but I don't think I'm going anywhere with a 9 total ooh I got an at 20 I got an at 20 as well ooh I'm a 25 27 <laughs> 
and I see a couple of that 20s. So you do, um, there are some kind of abandoned crates down here, and you find some items inside. You find uh, three maces, some leather armor, and 12 copper pieces. However, some of you are very perceptive, and you're kind of searching around and find a few items in the water of the villages, uh, presumably lost, and because the water is so murky. Oh, man. Not recovered. Um, the items that you recognize are two tinder twigs, 21 silver pieces, a buckler, a boarding pike, and a poly tool. Oh, my goodness. You also find three vials, two of which look similar. The other is is different. When you have multiple traditions, you can roll more than once on the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Can you roll esoteric lore to identify? No, I'm not allowed to. Gotcha. But I am trained in all of the the knowledges, so I can roll each of, each of them, basically, yeah. which is is good enough, I think. The one vial that is different is easily easily identified by the group. Uh, it is a vial of holy water. Straight from last wall. Right. <laughs> um, the other two, however, you think they appear to be some sort of alchemical bomb. You don't know what kind. Mm. Okay. Have we met an alchemist yet? You have not. The boarding pike. A classic tool of a weathered pirate. Holy water. The classic tool of a weathered pirate. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that the holy water is for me. No, you stay quite far away from that one. I mean, I'm not thirsty. You don't want to drink it. (laughs) It might be good for you, but... It's better for the things what don't like holiness. Then I guess I got no use. Perhaps it is good for you, Mr. Tackett, as one who likes to throw things about mid-combat. Aye, I'll take some holy water to be sure. You never know when a skeleton of a more malicious nature than our Calypso here might threaten us. (laughs) I cast no, no aspersions on your ancestry. Miss Bowensaw, I know that there are some upstanding skeletons in this world. Oh, man. What are we doing with the rest of these things? Well, the boarding pike is and the polytool are both martial weapons. Uh, the interesting thing about the boarding pike is that it is both a reach weapon and a shove weapon. Um, mm often used to help a pirate board another ship or shove other pirates off of their ship. The poly tool is interesting because it is both agile and modular bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing. So with an action, you can change the type of damage it does from any of those three. The boarding pike, I believe, is a d10 of damage. The poly tool is a d6. Yeah. I'm no good here. Likewise. I could be interested in the poly tool for the time being. Thaumaturges really want to have one-handed weapons so they can keep their implement in their other hand and get, like, this implemented empowerment, which gives them extra damage on damage dice. 
Kai's taking some interest in the boarding pike. She'll pick that up. Now just know with a two-handed weapon like a boarding pike, you'd have to either switch to the buckler or go shieldless. Mm. Ooh, I mean, in that case, there, I mean, there's the buckler there. I'll take it. If, every, if no one else wants it. Gray's going to switch the poly tool to be a bludgeoning. I'm going to take a tinder, tinder twig for no reason. Oh, wait, it's not finesse. Wait, hang on. The poly tool is not good for me. It's not finesse. It is just agile. Yeah, just agile. Okay. Uh, going to put the poly tool in the stash if anyone else wants it. Forgot about that. Yeah. I don't know what we have uh, use for, I guess, uh, for those tinder twigs on a ship. Wooden ship, in fact. Uh, I only grabbed one just in case. You never know why I just start a distraction fire. Hey, yeah, another tinder twig, and perhaps that uh, the poly tool could be good things to sell. Yeah. If nobody is, like, crazy about them. Yeah, it's a decent backup if you are worried about being too damage-type dependent. Like, you can only do piercing, so if something resists piercing, Mm -hmm. you can always pull out the poly tool to do slashing or bludgeoning. In addition to all of those things, you do find traces of grain down here and you're able to follow that to among the crates there is a large sack of barley that appears to have been chewed through oh looks like a recent purchase i want to know which sailor stored barley in the bilges (laughs) so they can receive their proper lashings it's certainly is a weird uh item to store down where there's so much moisture. Again, it's like in a wooden crate, so it appears to be somewhat watertight. It's just, maybe maybe it was bought on the cheap. <laughs> giant rats in it. Yeah, if they're I mean, we rolled natural 20s on this stuff. That's a little metagamey, but at the same point, you're right. It, it definitely could be just bought on the cheap and these are basically stowaway rats. Um, if we didn't find any evidence that these are deliberately placed rats, maybe you 100% that's just... think they're stowaway rats with a natural 20. There we are, then. They, they came from this bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then that's it. Easy. Yeah, there's no, there's no culprit. Awesome. And now we have the rest of the day to stay out of uh, his Mr. Scourge's way, or was it the other one's way? But if we stay out of their way, then we should be able to do whatever we want. Yes. That tracks. So you can each take two actions during the day. Uh, obviously, you're not going to be work diligently, working diligently, so you're either going to be influencing, sneaking, or shopping. Who wants to do their two ship actions first? I'm going to start calling on people if no one raises their hand. Is there a way that maybe as a group we could do the like check out these traps or or would that be a single person so sneak to the uh you're gonna draw a lot of attention Mm. if five of you are walking around together on the ship good point good point but and i don't want to do that anyways i got other plans in that case you you can check them out you don't risk detection during the day to check out one area, so... Well, 
In that case, I think Wit would want to uh, visit Grok and inquire about Connor's sword. Okay, I was also considering doing that, so instead oh. I'm going to give you this idea. No, go for it. But I was thinking, because we just got these three maces that we're not doing anything with. Could we do a little tradesies? You think of like sell them or barter with them? Well, it gives us better value. <laughs> Bartering potentially, depending on what she's got. Yeah, who knows? Who knows what could be in her in her? Well, we want Connor's sword. Oh yeah, I think yeah. yeah. A rapier yeah. About that. is worth more than a mace monetarily. So if you could barter, but we have three maces. If we yeah. had to, yeah. Emily knows because she bought a rapier. That I They're did. expensive. Yeah, so essentially this way the way this is gonna work is like a shop when you're not like finagling your own gear from her. Um, so you could sell all three maces. She'll give you the standard half coin for that, and then you can buy the um, Connor's sword. Connor doesn't use a rapier. Oh, Ooh. oh. Yeah, I guess we don't know how expensive Connor's Connor's rapier is. Connor uses what's called a shelf blade, which is two gold. Same price. But that's cool. What are maces running these days? Only one gold. So okay. we're at one point five. Yeah, so we need half a gold left. But we also have some other stuff in that stash. Um does anyone need leather armor? If you sell that, that would be enough. That's an extra one gold. Or this wooden shield. Either way, that'd be enough. You mean the buckler? No, the wooden shield that's in this party stash. I don't know where it came from. Oh, is that the stuff we stole from the Yeah, you got it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 we can remove that. So, yeah, you can definitely do that. You'll net out to uh, getting five silver. So you'll each get a silver and you can buy Connor's sword. All right. Okay. Uh, Sounds good. So whoever wants to do that can use an action doing that. That's perfectly fine. Uh, and then, so is Wit doing that? I, yeah, I by think all so. means, use, uh, use the party loot for uh, your fuckboys. So <laughs> <laughs> You're just jealous. You're jealous that a romance path hasn't opened up for you yet <laughs> in this, in this RP- CRPG. <sighs> I know. So then... Uh, Wit will have one more action. Yeah. What would you like to do? Is there someone that we haven't um, influenced yet? There are a lot of people that you haven't influenced. Why don't you make me a general perception check, and I, upon success, will give you someone that is similar to you. Okay. Give you a higher chance of making friends with that person. Okay. Um, perception check comes out to oof, uh, 11 total. So with an 11, you don't see anyone that you particularly think that will get along with you, but you do remember in your conversations with your friends, because I'm assuming that you guys are sharing and sharing alike with the information you get with people... You remember that um, Barefoot Sam's Toppin is also from the Sodden Lands. Yes. And they were fisher, or the, in their previous life, they were also fisher. Also a fisher person. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, so I think that is maybe who you would gravitate towards. Okay. A, a rigor similar to Atlas. Yes. So, uh, Wit would, uh, try to be as casual as possible while they're, uh, tying, tying some ropes, um, at the main deck, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> now my, my friend Atlas here said that you were a fisher in your previous life. Oh, well, yeah, I was. Fish all over the Soddenlands. All over, you say? I say, I, I am personally from the Soddenlands. A, a pleasure to meet someone that is from my, well, my neck of the woods. A pleasure to uh, officially meet your acquaintance. I, I'm Whit Webb. Oh, the name's uh, Sam's Toppin. Most people call me barefoot because I don't wear shoes. <laughs> and was this a uh, lack of foot apparel? Does that did that just start? Well, now or is that? Uh, or oh no, my whole life, my whole life. Interesting. Trying to get a better grip. And say there, there may be a time that I'm working with Ambrose, and we've got to to. Well, catch a dinner. I, I want to know what your take might be on these uh, these waters, on what to uh, what to fish for and how. Because I'm more of a, uh, a a shallow shallow seas type of fisher. Well, uh, by my reckoning, we're heading towards the uh, fever sea. You'll get in the shallows where there's. Seagrass on the bottom. Uh, lots of sea turtles. They're quite slow, easy to catch. Have a lot of meat. Oh, now. I I do believe a uh, turtle shell stew might be exactly what, what might take our culinary, well, expertise here in the, in the kitchen to the next level. All right, and you can use the shells for all kinds of crafting. They're quite strong. Well, win-win if you catch some. Absolutely. I'm gonna let you roll uh, nature to influence because you are talking about uh, fishing. You are fellow fisher people, and uh, I think that makes sense. Oh, what a terrible roll! That is a two on the die. Seven. You make some kind of blunder when you're talking about, and maybe you don't know much about, like, fish and stuff in this area. She kind of sours to you. Uh, it doesn't really seem to want to keep talking. Uh, you made her unfriendly. Oh, no. Ooh. And you spent all your hero points, so... Uh, <laughs> it's tough. It is tough. I am not worried about losing favor with someone who doesn't even understand shoes. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As someone that doesn't wear shoes. <laughs> One of the few non-unfriendly uh, people on the boat. Yeah. Good luck dealing with hookworm. <laughs> How about Kaya? What's Kaya doing today? Kaya has snuck around to... 
most areas of the ship now, I think. Is there anywhere she hasn't been that she could sneak off to to investigate? Aside from inside the quarters, there's really not much. I mean, you could take a look in the galley, but... Oh, if Wit's already been. Wit's already there. More parrot action. Yeah, can Kaya, I guess, go back up to influence the pirate without... I don't... I guess she could maybe sneak around, scourge. During the day, you can go wherever you want. People are going everywhere. All right. So it's... Unless you're, like, actively breaking into a place you're not supposed to be, you're allowed to go talk to the parrot. However, that is where, like, Harrigan is piloting the ship. Oh. Oh. That seems... You know what? Don't do that. It's a very bad idea. I could go feed the parrot and just observe. Is that... (laughs) I think you could... You could... Influence the parrot, but I think you're going to have to, like, come up with some kind of reason why you're doing it in the middle of the workday. It would be like if, like, you're in the CEO's office catching butterflies, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, the bird is looking pretty sickly, and we're not supposed to kill any crewmates. Does the bird count as a crewmate? Here's what I'll let you do. Make a perception, and I'll help you out. Okay. If you succeed. But the perception is going to cost you one of your actions. So it's going to be like you're uh, observing an area. I'll I'll take it, because I don't want to be killed. That's a nine. Yeah, unfortunately, with a nine, you kind of get up there, and you, you do notice Harrigan noticing you up there and I think you get cold feet and come back down alright that's fair uh for her final action is can we gather some information with the influence role uh so she wants to talk to people that have been on the ship longer maybe grok to get a better idea on the dead pirate that's in the cage and remember we still have that plus one Charisma check from oh, that's Calypso's. Right. Yep. All charisma checks still get a plus one. So would that be a diplomacy? I think so, yeah. To gather information. All right. With that bonus. Oh my gosh. <laughs> a natural one for a three. Oof. So a natural one, uh, you, you talk to Grok and... <sighs> no. And I don't have a hero point. Emily, she was friendly. Well, You're just staring at the scar. Grok <laughs> is helpful at this point. And so Grok kind of chuckles at you your t- attempt to um, to like slyly ask for this information. And uh, it does cost your action, but you still get information because Grok is helpful. Oh, nice. Oh. This wasn't a this wasn't a diplomacy to influence her. Okay. She is fully helpful. Good. So okay, okay. There's no need to influence her anymore. But she would laugh at you and kinda say, Miss Kai, I can tell you're trying to be subtle about the body you seen up on the poop deck. 
Now tell me true. What's your real interest in it? Well, it seems like killing a crew member is a pretty serious offense. So what did this person do to be killed? Ah, uh, that was uh, Harmac Gruft. You notice uh, he wasn't keelhauled like poor Jake's. Left up in that cage until he starved. And it took quite a long time, because that devious little parrot of his kept trying to bring him food. Aww. Oh, God. It's <laughs> like 12 times sadder. Oh, yeah. I have gotten a chance to meet that parrot. Seems like it's in rough shape now. He got a soft spot for other avians, I suppose. Uh, Harmac ran afoul of uh, what many an overconfident pirate may do. Challenged the captain to a game of dice. One. You don't be winning a game of dice against Captain Harrigan. That was enough to earn him a sentence in the cage. Ah. That's a serious punishment for a game. I will remember that. Well, Captain don't much like people talking to him, much less challenging him to a game, but the man's pride wouldn't let him turn it down. Ah, so willing to play the game, but then creates... Not much willing to lose. Hmm. Quite interesting. If you have a fondness for the parrot, might I offer a suggestion? Mm, I'm all ears. Mr. Gruft was quite fond of that parrot and would often sneak crackers from the galley to feed him. Seemed to be the creature's favorite snack. If you were to swing by an old fish guts was willing to give you some crackers, I think you'd possibly be saving that parrot a lot of heartache by taking it in. The poor creature needs something happy in its life. It must be so sad sitting on that cage all day. Well, I happen to know that old fish guts is a sentimental sort. I think if you tell him the story, he'd be more than willing to lend you a few crackers. You can go over and talk to him. He's right outside. Thank you. I'll do that. And in fact, Fishcuts does lend you a few crackers. So that is your second action of the day. Yes. Grady, what's going on with the old salt? Okay. I have an idea, but I just want to double check to make sure it's not going to screw the rest of my party over, basically. <laughs> my plan, my initial plan is to approach Scourge to ask for a work task as one of my actions. <laughs> and then in doing so, use my second action to influence, to try to influence him. 
but I'm worried. I don't know how this whole, like, you're supposed to catch, you're supposed to deal with these rats. I don't know if you expect that to take the whole day, and if I go up there to be like, hey, I'm ready for work, it means everyone else is, like, shirking their duty and not going up to him. Or if it's okay to be like, I'm just going to pitch in extra. You absolutely think that would get the rest of the group in trouble. Okay, I won't do that. <laughs> it's, it's a good idea, don't get me wrong, but... Uh, yeah, Scourge has no idea what's down there or what you guys are dealing with, and so you're all doing well to kind of stay out of his way. Okay. Well, fighting rats for twelve hours. Yeah, it's an epic given, battle down there. <laughs> <laughs> given our rat ordeal, then I'm going to approach Rat's Burger. Sure. I assume he's doing sail rope stuff. He's do- yeah, he's doing some. Um, some rigging activity. He's probably on the deck. He's like pulling a rope. Oi, Mr. Ratzberger. How have you been faring these last few days? Oh, not too bad, Mr. Tackett. Good to see you again. Good to see you as well. Not fraternizing with any group in particular of your ilk on board, I assume. Uh, <laughs> as far as I know, I'm the only uh, rat folk on board. Perception check. <laughs> <laughs> what is this chaotic day you're laying out, Chris? <laughs> 19 perception. You, you think he's telling the truth? Aye. <laughs> well, we might welcome another rat folk aboard our, our ship. Let's hope to keep it that way in terms of the lesser beasts, if you catch me drift. <laughs> You're telling uh, him yeah. that his people turn into fucking monsters. Have you been having a problem with rats? <laughs> I've got no problem with you, sir. Not <laughs> you, you mistake me, Mr. Tackett. I'm speaking, of course, of the creatures. Oh, the creatures. I. <laughs> Far be it from me to claim any association between you and the lot. <laughs> he kind of, like, shakes that off for a moment. If you're having trouble with rats, and you come find me, I can at least speak reason to them. We do have a kinship. Oh, do you now? <laughs> I. I'm sorry. The uh, the drink from the uh, from yester yesterday's left me a little fatigued. I seem to not have my wits about me. I was approaching you as to inquire as if we were to be having a rat problem. If you might know a trick or two to be able to ward the little beasties <laughs> off. And it sounds like potentially we might imp- use your employ to. Uh, uh, help solve such a problem were it to even arise in the first place. <laughs> right. If there was a rat problem... Which I am not claiming that there ever was. if it existed... And I put no responsibility on any being aboard the ship. You could come to me, and I could try to speak to the little beasties and solve the problem. Well, that would be a much more non-violent means than what we've had to employ today. I say to you this. Might I ask what exactly you've had to employ today? I 
Well, you know, just all manner of blade against <laughs> you know. the wee beasties in the bilges. No, no offense intended, by the way. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. I haven't worked with many rat folk aboard before, and I'm I'm having a problem understanding the boundaries here and where to where to speak and where not to speak. You seem to get along quite well with several other ancestries of people. I'm surprised that you find it so difficult to speak to a rat folk like myself. We're all on different paths in our walks of life. I'm just taking, I'm ambling along, trying to catch up, I suppose. Okay, Radsberger's gonna make a perception check against you. Uh, can I still influence him with some penalty? I don't know. I don't know. Yes, Absolutely baffling <laughs> conversation. <laughs> you can influence him on the wrong scale. <laughs> can oh I use God. nature to try to handle that? <laughs> you came in so hard. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hey, can I go rat out my friends to Scourge? No, probably shouldn't do that. Go, best, best go throw around some casual racism against this rat folk. How, how, how does he feel uh, with an 18 against your Will DC? Well, Will DC is a 15, so he succeeds. Oh, no. Okay, so so he's sus. You're, you're going to uh, nullify that circumstance penalty that you had to try okay. and influence him. Okay. Or you will take a minus one circumstance penalty if you try to influence him with non-charisma. Okay, well, I'd like to roll diplomacy to influence him. Hopefully he can see through the the bumble the bumblings of this old, outdated mentality. Oh, he's seeing through all right. He, he's seeing through. Oh Mechanically, he has done that. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and give me a roll here. That's 19 on the die for 26. <laughs> Come on. Grazer's has a charm that Ratsburger just he just can't help but understand. Is he friendly, honey? We're all friendly here. We're just wondering if he is too. Gee, I'm confounded. Scrambling to to figure out what to do. I mean, <laughs> yes, you critically succeeded, so he is helpful. Yes! Yes! I command the rats. So I guess, I guess he, I guess he just tells you, in the future, if you happen hypothetically to have another rat problem, it'd be best if you call on me for help. I'd be happy to help you. I. Good to know you'll have our backs in a time of need. Of course. And Grady walks away, thinking to himself, <laughs> we've conquered the rats below deck, and the rats above bend to our aid. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the horn of Gondor calls for aid. Will Ratsberger answer? <laughs> Mechanically, he must. Mechanically, yeah. He must. He will. The 19 on the die speaks it to be so. Okay, well, you know, I now I have to know what the second action of yours is going to be. I don't know. I'm out of ideas. You casual racism to yourself into a friend, I guess. Yeah. Oh, no. Hmm. 
my god. Any more furry ancestries on this <laughs> ship? Yeah, you could be weird around. I approach wit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you guys got any ideas? Is there anything good to steal? <laughs> no, I'm not going to oh, start stealing things. <laughs> <laughs> Is there something that you want to shop for? I don't have enough. The, the well, silver... I'll tell you this. This might be something that you'd be interested in. Hmm. Uh, I will let you gather information to know the particular um, affinities of the crew. So, I love that. Uh, what, what I'm telling you here is what underlying class they may be. Ooh. Oh, that's oh, good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's good. That would be really good. Yes. So, on a success, I will give you two people. And on a crit, I'll give you four. Okay, and this is a diplomacy role? This is a diplomacy to gather information. Do I still, after all my BS, have the uh You have it now. You didn't have it with Ratsburger, <laughs> but you have it now. You somehow crit on Ratsburger without the plus one. Yay. And Brooks, I can't spend my gold. My gold is gambling gold, okay? I can't spend that for useful things. I have to, <laughs> I have to gamble that away. Oh, sorry. I should have known. Yeah, you should have known, Brooks. Uh, 15 on the die for a 23. Okay, with a 23, uh, I will give you any two crew members underlying class. If you have any two in mind, I would be happy to give them to you. If you want me to give you classes of people you haven't met, I can also do that. I'm going to open this up to the whole crew here. If anyone has someone particular they want to ask for. Well, I think so... I think maybe a better way to do it is to, well, maybe Harrigan. That's a great first question. Let's, I'd love to know his class. Let's do the bad guys in general. Let's get Harrigan and then either plug or scourge. Scourge. I want scourge. Yeah, that's a good, sure. good one. So which two do you want? Harrigan and scourge. Harrigan, Harrigan and scourge, scourge, please. Okay. Yes. Uh, Harrigan is a fighter and scourge. Did you know what the letters in Scourge name you could spell rogue? Do you think that's a clue? Scourge is actually also a fighter. Ah. Good intuition, Chris. But Griff just wants to AOO us or retributive strike us when the time comes <laughs> all over the place. All right. Well, I think that my actions spent today have been both <laughs> well-mannered and well-intentioned. Mm-hmm. Let's get Atlas's actions. Great. So Atlas is going to be slithering around the ship with the intention of talking to the casters, which we fought the other day. Ooh. He specifically would like to start with, it was Aretta, correct? Is I'm pronouncing that name correct? Yes. Okay. So I don't know where she's at, but he is going to try and talk to her. Okay. Aretta is a swap. So you kind of have to wander around. Uh, it seems like she's maybe doing messages today. So she's kind of like back and forth. It takes you, you know, sure. a ship action to kind of find her and, and flag her down. He's going to kind of try and make that seem like an accidental run into each other. Maybe if she's running down a hall and 
he'll just kind of zip out into it as well. And he puts up his hands, like, because for those who remember, he specifically was the one in that combat that downed Aretta. Mm-hmm. And she kind of gives you the stink eye. What do you want, thief? Miss Aretta. No hard feelings between us. I understand that sometimes when new people join an organization, there is a hazing period. Or perhaps the veterans need to put the new ones in their place. This is commonplace on ships and elsewhere. I do not hold it against you or your friends for uh, engaging with us in the way that that engagement went. Um, Just wanted to say that. I, I have no malice in my heart against you. And in fact, kind of had a little fun, you know? We got to cast some spells, see how each other work. All well and said and good. Eventually, we are going to come up against a merchant ship or perhaps other pirates or denizens of the Shackles, and we will need to rely on each other whether or not we do trust each other. Knowing each other's abilities is going to be important. I saw a couple of yours. You saw a couple of mine. And I believe there could be some mutual respect in so much as that. I feel like mutual respect would have been leaving our items on us. That didn't seem very respectful. If I may ask, then, what was your intention in attacking us that morning? Like you said, hazing. No one drew a weapon on you. And... We got you back. Maybe you bit off a little more than you could chew. It's okay. We've all been on both sides of this arrangement a couple times, I'm sure. Make me a perception check. Sure. It's going to be an 18 total. Uh, you don't get the vibe that hazing was actually the reason. Oh. He kind of cocks an eyebrow at her. Perhaps I have misread this situation. Perhaps there was something else at play? And he still has, like, a very innocent expression. He's not coming at her from, like, a malicious intent. I mean, he's sought her out and isn't, like, trying to fight her. Yeah, not not like a gotcha type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. He just, like, I guess, like, when he cocks that eyebrow, it's, like, a confused kind of, like, oh, maybe I read that wrong. Uh, I would need a diplomacy check. I'm not great at diplomacy, but we got a plus one, right? Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens here. 16. She kind of sighs. You know, Master Scourge really has it out for you and your group. I normally wouldn't have anything against you, as long as you're doing your job. But Scourge wanted you to be put in your place. And when Scourge asks for something to happen, well, you've seen the way punishments are doled out on this ship. Kind of has to happen. He gives the slow, deep nod. So it is all water under the bridge, then. If Scourge ordered me to do something like this, what choice do I have, right? You just were doing what you were told. It's okay. With, um... I assume you're, like, trying to influence her, so... Yes. um, With that role, she is unfriendly. From hostile to unfriendly. Hey, I'll take that. Nice. (laughs) I was like, "Uh uh-oh. So, if he... Maybe he sees her mood relax a little bit. She's still guarded, still 
angry or whatever. Aretha, I, I, my duties call me elsewhere, but perhaps we can chat more at a later time. Well, if you don't mind me asking... By all means. What you were casting didn't really look like any spells I know of. Ah, yes. What exactly do you do? What I do is quite different from other casters. There are... How do I put this? Those of us who can see the world from another perspective can manipulate it as such. I know that is vague, but if you do not have the sense to see things as they actually are, it is hard to explain. Reality is thin in places and thick in others, and when I exert my will against the thinner portions of reality, I can change it to my will. Oftentimes, this looks a lot like common spells. Sometimes it does not. And I believe that is what you saw below decks. I flung around small shards of reality to do damage. That is how I beat you. Alright, I'm leaving you an opening here. Okay. Uh, you think you could influence her with a magical tradition check. Yeah. If you would like to use your second action to continue to influence her. I would like nothing more. Okay. Go ahead and give me... Um, I assume occultism is yeah. your... Yeah. I'll do occultism. Okay, with an 8 on the die, that comes out to a 15. Meets beats. Oh, yes! Yes! That's interesting. I'm a sorceress, so I get my magic from my blood. Fascinating. I specialize in elemental magic. It, it's actually kind of... It's kind of nice to talk to another caster on this ship. A lot of the men on this boat specifically are kind of of the brutish variety. Tend to use their fists more than their minds. I'd be interested to talk to you further. I, I obviously have messages to run, but... If you ever want to swap stories about magic over a rum ration, I'm willing. You are quite correct. Many on this ship think with their fists first. And between you and me, I think that belies a low intelligence. Someone like you is definitely worth my time to talk to. I would also like to continue the conversation at a later date. Deliver your messages. We shall speak later. And I do look forward to doing such. You have taken her from unfriendly to indifferent. All right. Nice. Hey, from hostile to indifferent? That's a huge Not jump. Huge jump. Good jump. Some of us could do it through... Bumbling to a crit success. <laughs> hey. You know, what can you say? Calypso, what are you doing? I want to check in on Jack, see how he's doing, and also let him know that, you know, we took care of the rats. Sure. Jack is, um, Jack is actually not working. Okay. He has been allowed kind of the, the day to recuperate 
even though Kaya, you know, pretty much healed his wound. Uh, so he's actually down in the uh, below decks area where you guys all sleep, and he's kind of uh, tinkering with something in his bunk. Oh, hi, Miss Calypso. Uh, good to see you again. It's good to see you too. How you be, boy? Still a little sore, a little shaken up, but did, did you take care of everything that was down there? I there be no more rats. Well, good. I'm, no more giant rats. <laughs> I was worried I'd get assigned to the bilges again tomorrow. And there'd still be something down there. No, but they be stowaways, so I don't think we should see any unless we pick up more stuff. <laughs> stowaways like me. I. <laughs> Choice words. Right. If you have the day off, how do you think about working on one of my bones? What What would you like me to put on it? I think I'll let you decide. Okay. Uh, don't Don't give me one of the ones you need. I guess. Yeah. No, that's fine. She's gonna open her um, like jacket and lift up her shirt a little and take one of her spare ribs. Oh, a rib? <laughs> yes. I can I can make quick work of this. I'll have something to you by dinner. That's exciting. Would you like to roll to influence? I do. I do. Your circumstance bonus is a plus two because you Ooh. healed him. Nice. Well, you as a group healed him. <laughs> nice. And... To be clear, you're asking Jack to draw. Well, he's he's called Jack Scrimshaw for a yeah. reason, so he carves bones. That's like one of his hobbies. That's his thing, is carving bones. Ah, yes. Yes, yes. 16 on the die for 25. Uh, Jack is now helpful. Yes. Woohoo! Yes. Uh, further, you know that with a little bit of training... Jack would make a fantastic inventor. Nice. 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 Cool. Well, I've gotten one person to be helpful, and now let's see. If I wanted to influence someone else, do you have any recommendations? I'd let you do the same thing as Wit, if you want to just kind of do a general perception to for me to give you someone that... Um, Natural 2025. You see rats perk. <laughs> <laughs> rats perk are type 1 susceptible. <laughs> it's so susceptible. So there is a swab that you've kind of like seen in passing. Uh, she seems kind of bubbly, so she seems like she would be at least have a friendly dis disposition normally. So you think she might be easy to sway to your side? I'll show you guys the character artwork here. Oh. oh. Influencer. <laughs> God damn it, Steve. <laughs> I think more... And she, I think the, the most important part about this art is that is what she's holding. Yeah. Wait, is it? So she has this long blonde hair and um, and it's kind of put up in a messy braid and you notice some interesting almost arcane looking tattoos down her right arm um, on her 
belt, you see several flasks of different materials, but it, it does look like she's drinking a flask of the more alcoholic sort uh, as she's taking a break from her job. Uh, a fellow thaumaturge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Calypso will walk up, I guess, and just gonna be casually asking what you be drinking. Oh, this rum. Just a bit of rum to pass the day along. You know. Gets boring catching rats. On top of the rations. You've got no problem with that? Not quite. I'm familiar with poisons. Ah. These bones don't take in poison very well. I'm surprised they take it in at all. Me too, but... Turns out I'm not immune. (laughs) (laughs) Quite strange to have a skeleton among the crew. Sounds like one of the old pirate tales. It's it's new to me to be a skeleton, especially on a ship. You related to Kodak Bonefist, perhaps? I don't know. Who is that? Oh, you know, the, the Hurricane King. Bonefist... He's got the one skeletal hand. My memory is uh, a bit hazy from before. I'm only a few months old. <laughs> oh, strange. Can you even drink then? Are you allowed? <laughs> I will. Had to shoo that uh, lad uh, Jack Scrimshaw off once in a while. <laughs> Tries to take a rub ration for himself. I'm not surprised he does, but he's a good boy. Aye, a couple of good sorts on this boat, a couple less so. We've run into some that seem less so already. Oh? What happened? Well, they fought us early in the morning and made us late for work yesterday. Oh, that's no good. Ship not working together, that's, well, they were probably hazing you. I would hope that's it, but I never trust a ship that I didn't voluntarily join. I press ganging can be tough. Hope you're getting your sea legs back. I don't think I ever lost them. How did you join the ship? And what be your name? Oh, <laughs> the name's Tilly, Tilly Brackett. I might have been drinking a bit. Did you tell me yours? I don't think I did. I'm Calypso Bonesong. You're the one that's been playing all the songs at dinner. I at Grok's request, but it's a pleasure. You're friends with Grok. I try to be. She's a tough nut to crack, for most of us anyway. Are you having issues with her? No, I I think she has uh, some, you know, ingredients and that kind of type of thing I'd be interested in. It's just, she seems so standoffish and... I can tell you a secret. She doesn't like that people just call her Cutthroat. That's not a name she wants. Oh, interesting. When I joined the crew, that's all they called her by. She hates it. Well, good to know. You want to go ahead and roll me a diplomacy? Absolutely. She's got all these poison vials and shit. I wonder if she might be one who can identify our two alchemical that's bombs. what I was thinking all if right, I cool. did well. And um, also maybe the one who poisoned us. Oh, we or should probably kill it. her. Yeah, yeah, we should just. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Get out ahead of that. Just, yeah. 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 Well, I got Whoa. 19 on die for a 27. 
Uh, for 27, that is a critical success. Woo! Tilly is helpful. Yeah! yeah. Yay! Uh, Tilly is also, as she would tell you, an alchemist. And if you bring her those vials, we'd easily identify them as Tanglefoot bags. Okay, yeah. Nice. And I think that's something Calypso would definitely bring and show and then make sure she tells everyone. Great. Well, with that, you've all completed your daytime activities, making several new friends with the extra action you've all had. And I think I need you to finish your drinks because we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. We're making friends. (laughs) 